Welcome to Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway, with a new destination every week. I'm Judith Olawson Turney, and with me in the studio are our guests, our special guests this hour, two singers that have recently been studying with Larry G. And before we hear from our singers, let me tell you something about Larry G. Larry G. is our pianist today. He has degrees in piano accompanying and performance from Indiana University School of Music. He was the assistant conductor at New York City Opera under Beverly Sills, as well as other opera companies, and was the piano area director for three years at Snow College in Ephraim, Utah. Currently, he is an assistant professor of piano at the University of Utah and a frequent recitalist on their Sundays at 7 faculty concert series. We'll jump right into the music now and chat with our singers afterwards. On Highway 89, Carl Christensen Tenor and Paul Otterstrom, bass baritone, accompanied by Larry G., will sing from the popular American musical The Secret Garden, a duet of reminiscence of the woman they both loved and lost, entitled Lily's Eyes, composed by Lucy Simon and Marsha Norman. Strangely quiet, but now the storm simply rests to strike again. Standing, waiting, I think of her, I think of her. Strange this very, she leaves the room, yet remains she Stay. She has 
Carl Christensen, Paul Otterstrom, and Larry G. performing Lily's Eyes from the Secret Garden on Highway 89. I'm Judith Olawson Turney. Paul, let's have a little chat. You were raised in a musical family, and some of your earliest music-making memories were created when your family gathered around the piano to sing and play together. Tell me about that. Was it usually holiday or special occasions? Yeah, we... I, I specifically remember Christmas time a lot, singing Christmas carols every Christmas Eve. Um, that was, it was a tradition. We'd stand around the piano, and my, my dad would play. My mom was a, a musician also. She plays cello and violin. She's been a teacher for as long as I remember. And she would play her instruments. Sometimes some of my other siblings would play their instruments, and a lot of us would just sing. And those were truly wonderful times as a family. Oh, that's great. And what kinds of songs did you sing together? Carols and hymns? Yeah, usually carols, mm -hmm. um, hymns. Um, sometimes we would get wrangled into doing things for family reunions or something like that. And so we were often known as a, as a musical family that way. Sometimes we'd go out caroling to people in our neighborhood. My dad would play his accordion. And my mom would tow us along with all of our instruments. And I'm not sure we sounded very good, but we were known to do that. You mentioned your mom. Uh, your mother taught violin and cello for a long period of time and was your first violin teacher. Um, what was that like, learning violin from your own mom? Well, I, I hated practicing because every <laughs> time I... I'd hit a wrong note, I'd hear something like, F sharp, you know, from the <laughs> other room, and okay, there she caught me doing it wrong again. <laughs> Do you have any advice to children who are growing up in families where their parents are teaching them their music? I'd say take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. I, I was resistant for a lot of years. Maybe a lot of boys are, um, and, and so were my brothers. But it, it's a something to take advantage of and, and to learn a lot. And the funny thing is, now later in life, I've totally come back to music again because of that influence my family had. Well, you sung in choirs from junior high through college, and then several years ago, you joined the Mormon Tabernacle Choir in Salt Lake City. Have you enjoyed that? Yeah, it's, it's been a tremendous experience. Um, singing with a group of 360 people all together, trying to create a unified sound. Um, there's tremendous power in that. I've, I've never felt anything quite like it anywhere else. I've heard that often. People say that. Performers who come in and perform with the choir. Um, has singing in the choir influenced your singing, your solo singing, for example? They're a lot different. Yeah. Um, when you sing in a choir, you have to be... You're listening to everyone around you. You're trying to match their sounds and and sometimes it seems as if I'm in a choir I'm, I'm trying to tone things down a lot to be able to match other people and then um, but with that said I think the fact that I've been singing as much as I have with the choir it's it's helped my solo singing in the fact that I'm singing a lot and and can be thinking about how to place my voice and things like that well Paul you'll sing for us John Ireland's English art song called Sea Fever, based on the poem by John Macefield. Uh, did you know this poem before? Had you heard it before? Not before I started singing it. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful poem, so let's hear that. Let's hear you sing both Sea Fever by John Ireland and another selection, a poem set to music by Moria O'Neill. 
um, the music by Sir Hamilton Hardy. It's called Sea Rack. go down to the seas again, to the lonely sea and the sky. And all I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer her by. And the wheels kick and the winds sunk and the white sails shaking. And a gray mist on the sea's face. And a great dawn breaking. I must go down to the seas again, for the call of the running tide is a wild call and a clear call that may not be denied. And all I ask is a windy day with the white clouds flying and the flung spray and the blown spume and the seagulls flying. I must go down to the seas again, to the vagrant gypsy life. To the gulls way and the whales wake where the wind's like a wetted knife. And all I ask is a merry yarn from a laughing fellow rover. And quiet sleep and a sweet dream when the long tricks Shandran, with a 
On Highway 89, that was Sea Fever by John Ireland and Sea Rack by Sir Hamilton Hardy, sung by Paul Otterstrom. Carl, let's chat too. I understand that if I happen to be skiing down the same slope as you in the winter, that I might be favored with a song. Uh, have you been a lifelong singing skier? Uh, well, that's a fun story. My brother and I were skiing at Snowbird here in Utah, and the the weather was beautiful, the snow was fresh, and it was new, and we were just having a wonderful time, and our spirits were up, and all of a sudden, I just started singing, climb every mountain, and the hills are alive, and <laughs> we just started singing, and, and I, we got some interesting looks from people as we were, as we were uh, skiing down the slopes, but we're not bad skiers either, so it was kind of fun. Well, the music sounds appropriate to your activity then. Well, what other repertoire do you sing while you ski? Well, um, we'll we'll tease each other, my brother and I. We'll kind of tease each other once in a while, but but those kind of fit the motion and, and the mood because of the uh, the mountains and, and. Although I do remember singing uh, some John Denver songs from time to time. Of course. <laughs> well, you've recently been chosen to sing Beethoven's Ninth Symphony in a production at Weber State University. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Tell me about auditioning for that. Um, is it something you would have tried a couple of years ago? Probably not. I, Larry's been, I've, I've taken coaching, Larry's been my coach for about three years, and it's it's really been a privilege to work with him. Um, that's Larry G. Our company. That's today. correct. Yeah, mm -hmm. Larry, um, and um, he uh, brought this to me um, and said, uh, "You know, I I present the opportunities, and it's for you to go and take it." And I just decided, you know, I'm going to go sing this. I'm going to try this because I've never sung with a full symphony before. And uh, what a wonderful piece of music to sing with! And uh, so I rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and worked on my German because it's in, in German and um, went up and auditioned and um, they liked what they heard. It was a, it was a real honor to, to audition for them. I imagine so. Well, you've <clears throat> sung in many different choirs and have obviously been fond of singing your entire life. However, your occupation and university degrees are outside of music. 
Um, tell me, how do you perceive yourself? Are you a businessman that likes to sing, or are you a singer that works in business? Uh, <laughs> I love people. I've always enjoyed performing. Um, I actually danced on the BYU ballroom dance team, Brigham Young University ballroom dance team, for uh, while I was at BYU. And uh, just the, the opportunity to perform was wonderful, and I grew up uh, singing in choirs and so forth. And and so I think uh, I'm in sales, and so I think that uh, being with people and enjoying associating and so forth, then that fits very nicely with my singing, and so they kind of go hand in hand. Well, one of the songs that you're going to be performing for us to, uh, next is an American folk song called Red River Valley. It's sometimes thought of as a as a kind of cowboy folk song. Uh-huh. Does that appeal to you? I, I love the song. I had the opportunity to sing it um, on Temple Square as part of the summer concert series. And Temple Square in Salt Lake? In Salt Lake City. City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put on a, a cowboy hat and a scarf and a bandana and so forth so that people would know this is a, a genuine American folk song, which is a wonderful piece. Is folk song, that genre, is that a favorite of yours then? And singing. You know, I have lots of different, uh, I, I love lots of different types of music, but that, yes, that's, that's one of my favorites. And this is such a, a wonderful song, uh, talking about, you know, the, um, the early thirties and in, in the United States and in the upper Midwest. So it's really a, it's a neat, wonderful song. Well, let's hear it. Here's Carl Christensen singing Red River Valley, arranged by Celius Darty. And I hear you calling me another song by Charles Marshall, and Allerzeelen, an art song from Richard Strauss's Four Last Songs. Here is Carl Christensen. From this valley they say you are going. We will miss your bright As you go to your home 
Highway 89, we have heard Celius Darty's Red River Valley, Charles Marshall's I Hear You Calling Me, and Richard Strauss's Allerseelen, sung by our guest Carl Christensen. I'm Judith Olawson Turney. Let's chat with you both now. Carl, I'm wondering what, what are some of the opportunities that you and Paul have had to perform together? I'll let you tell about um, going, I'll let Paul tell about uh, going down to Boulder, Utah. That was a great trip. Um, but Paul and I have had a, a number of opportunities to sing together. It's, it's been a real privilege for me and an honor. Um, we've done duets on um, uh, Temple Square in Salt Lake City. A number of times we did uh, First Night on Temple Square, which was really fun. Um, that's done on New Year's Eve. And uh, lots of people come. The Temple Square is flooded with people, and we got to sing in the Joseph Smith Memorial Building. Oh, that's terrific. That's great. And Carl, how about that Boulder, Utah performance? What happened there? I'm, I'm going to let Paul tell you about that one. I'm sorry, Carl. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> well, my wife is from the little town of Boulder, Utah. Most people haven't heard of it, but I'm clear down south, um, eastern Utah. And um, maybe there's 300 people there total in the in the town and every year we go there because it's just beautiful and um so we decided that would would bring some of our music to boulder um last summer and so um 
Carl and Larry generously gave of their free time to come down and meet my family down there and perform for the community. Uh, it wasn't a huge audience. Um, we performed at the local um, church there. Uh, but the people really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. So Larry, your accompanist who is with us today, he went with you, Larry G. Right. That's great. Well, what did you sing? Oh, a combination of a lot of different things. Um, one particular piece, um, the Fish, Fisher Pearls um, duet um, by George Bizet, and uh, the Pearl Fisher, sorry, I said that wrong. Um, that's just a big... Um, operatic piece and it was it's really fun to sing with Carl because I think our voices just go really well together um, and we sang a combination of um, everything from folk songs to um, opera and I, I, I can't remember what else now I just have to step in just quickly um, we also have a little duet we do from time to time and down there it's the middle of the summertime and we did the Grinch and we all put on hats and had reindeer hats on and, and so forth. And that was really fun that people seemed to really enjoy that. So, yeah. I'll bet they did. Paul, in a minute, you'll sing Richard Corey. It's based on the Edward Arlington Robinson's narrative poem. And this song is especially interesting because so many versions have been created over the years. John Duke, Charles Naginsky, Simon Garfunkel, Paul McCartney, the R&B band Van Morrison, and the punk band, The Messengers, Menzingers, <laughs> they've all created their own versions. And what do you think attracts us to that Robinson's text? Well, Richard Corey is described as this nearly perfect person that, that has everything going for him, wealth, good looks, um, and all these, these things. And I think we're often jealous. I'm often jealous of people that seem to have everything going for them. And then the, uh, the poem ends shockingly as this uh, Richard Corey takes his own life. And, and, and I think it helps us all to realize that the riches and fame and good looks aren't everything in life, that there, there's something else to life to make us happy. I think it's interesting that of 500 poems that were uh, classified, it came in 39th as the most popular. So I think the moral don't judge others merely by appearance is really quite evident. Right, definitely. Think? Yeah. Well, we'll hear this version of Richard Corey by John Duke, sung by Paul Otterstrom. But first, he will sing It Is Enough from the Oratorio Elijah by Felix Mendelssohn. And after Paul's Richard Corey, we'll hear Carl Christensen sing Night by Edwin MacArthur to close our program.
We have heard Paul Otterstrom singing, It Is Enough, from Mendelssohn's Oratorio, Elijah, John Duke's Richard Corey, and Carl Christensen singing, Night, by Edwin MacArthur. A special thanks to both of our guests, Carl Christensen and Paul Otterstrom, and Larry G., for coming to our studios and performing for us today. Highway 89 takes you to any number of destinations, every one of them musical and memorable. Please join us again. And we'd love to hear from you anytime about our program. Contact us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. I'm Judith Olawson-Turney. Thanks for listening. <laughs>